Listeners of the Reject Nation, it is a momentous occasion. We are here to discuss the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It's finally here, 2023 FNAF, on the big and small screen uh, from Blumhouse and Universal Pictures. Uh, very excited to talk about this. Uh, these are our fresh, immediate thoughts after a first-time viewing. If you want to check out the highlights from that, as always, those are available at youtube.com slash therealrejects. Or if you want to sync up with us and enjoy the full-length experience, you can go over to patreon.com slash therealrejects. Got a whole bunch of other things over there that you can watch along with us, and some stuff with highlights, too, exclusively. That's fun. Uh, and as well, if you want to rock a little Reject Nation swag and support the channel in the process, you can do so by visiting rejectnationshop.com. Got a bunch of lovely designs, most of which are, you know, in-house concoctions. Uh, brand new Gen V inspired, uh, the boys inspired uh, design. America's ass. Go check it out along with uh, Who Influences the Influencers, Child Protection Services, all the greats and classics. You know what I'm talking about anyway. What we're talking about today is Five Nights at Freddy's. Let's just jump into it, people. Here we go. Game over. <laughs> what an interesting movie. Oh! Oh, oh I think song. this is a Yoav song. Yeah. Living Tombstone, Living shouts Tombstone. That's what it's called. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. This is huge for them. Damn. That's awesome. First thing on the credits. Not bad. There's got to be a post credits. Oh no. Oh no, my dude. Not today. Sorry. Do you live in this car? It's, it's poor man. I said, read the. Su hey. Boom boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Balloon Boy's coming to play. Okay. Guys, <laughs> if you are listening to this on Apple and Spotify, we just watched Five Nights at Freddy's. Literally just finished watching it. And we're going to talk about it right now. Mo's death. And I got to say, like, one thing that I was loving when looking at this is, wow, what a great merch advertisement. Yes. You know what I mean? Most definitely. And then I thought about, like, just how great the Real Rejects oh, merch has been as of late. RejectNationShop.com. And, yeah, so we're wearing, like, two of the RR apparels right now. Mm. But then we've also got some great ones. Like, we have the Space Babies of the Galaxy. we got the Child Protection Services. Yeah. We recently launched America's Ass. And then we also got some Ahsoka-inspired tees as well. And a whole bunch of other ones. we got some Last of Us-inspired ones. Thank you to all who have been purchasing the RR merch. It is ones that we are creatively involved with ourselves. And so it means the world whenever people... Go because it's one of uh, it's, it's one of the absolute best ways to support the channel. It's my favorite way for people to support the channel personally. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Wait for that it. day where I see a T in the wild. Yeah, on somebody who's not any of us. Yeah, and then they don't know that we're real reasons. Yeah, wait for them to be like, no, I saw someone wearing the shirt and I wanted to buy it, so I went to the store. I, I really want to know who influences the influencers. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know Reject Nation shop was something tied to some YouTube channel. I've just always felt. 
felt like a reject yeah. in the nation yeah. that I live in. So I bought a bunch of real rejects shirts <laughs> specifically. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a channel. I don't know why they spelled the real world. I wrong, hate reaction videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't like do movies that. really. Can I return this? But I really <laughs> am rejected by most people I meet. Um. All right. Well, John. Um, yes. What do you think? I. Th- thought this was a strange and interesting experience. You'd be nice, man. There's a rabid fan base yes. out there. They well, will tear you limb from limb <laughs> closer to that the games are like they than what the movie will do. into <laughs> some kind of gearbox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, no, no, I mean, I, you got to kind of respect it a little bit, like in, in the sense of that I understand fandoms can be very sensitive. They've been sure. wanting this for a very long time. Oh, yeah. They clamor at the bit for it, and I understand that, you know, they, they're probably wants to eat this all up way more yeah and and so yeah what is your take on it factoring that in no totally i mean this definitely also be extremely on (laughs) (laughs) sugarcoat your extreme (laughs) (laughs) i thought this was a very fun movie experience uh it's not what i expected it's it's definitely a strange movie. However, I can't pretend like I wasn't giddy and, and enjoying seeing the characters come to life, spending time inside of Freddy's, and just thinking of the promise that this property has, you know, beyond just one movie. Um, yeah, th- this is in some ways like the Blumhouse take on Five Nights at Freddy's that you might expect. The execution is like kind of peculiar and curious to me. Uh, and I'm, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm excited to kind of bat it back and forth with you right now. But um, as it stands, I'm not a hundred percent like that's exactly the experience I was hoping for. But at the same time, it was always intriguing no matter what. And sometimes it was being effectively creepy and, uh, and, you know, nodding to the games in ways that were obviously very fun. Uh, and in other ways, I was uh, scratching my head a little bit as to, like, what the true intent was and what was maybe uh, more twisted before. Like, I think th- the thing is, I think this movie is in kind of a strange position because I think it has to play towards a very wide age range. These games are rated teen. It has a very dark, grim twisted lore that lends itself to an R-rated experience. So I think this movie's impact kind of gets muddled in between all that. Um, But I had a good time regardless. I don't think this movie needs to be Mithrigan. No. I think think in terms of an actual movie, it's not a great comparison. I do do think, though, that (laughs) Mithrigan... Is a PG thirteen Blumhouse film. Yes, it did. That did it exceptionally well, and didn't so, feel too PG thirteen. Well, even though it works. It's that way. like when I was watching this. Sometimes you know you might watch something and you go, ah, you start rewriting it in your head, and you're thinking about what you would have done differently. And I don't. Re- when I was when I say that, I'm not even thinking to myself, what would I do to rewrite it. In terms of, here's what I would change about this character. Here's what I would change about this character. Yeah. That's not that. I, w- I Really, I'm like, I would just kind of rearrange the placement and unveiling of how a lot of it was done so it could actually be effective. Because yeah. for the most part, I didn't really feel much tension. I, was, I didn't really find it exciting. I didn't really find it suspenseful. 
and it was kind of like inter- inter- intermittent. Yeah. Um, it wasn't f- that funny. <laughs> Not that I was like walking in expecting a laugh. Yeah. I, I just, I, I do feel that like, it, nor is it, nor do I have strong feelings about anything that is egregiously bad. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. It, it's neither it, especially it's, good nor bad. I found it to be very, very mid to a high low <laughs> with, yes, with an occasional like honestly like the the parts that i thought sang the most were a little bit more the oddities that were not advertised um like like some of the dream moments perhaps i mean i, I can imagine how that could feel a little bit you know and it, and what was what was strange to me is like for the most part the the lore that they explored did not mean to rhyme, but maybe I got more Ooh. when talking about the lore. Let's open up the door and see what's at the Freddy store. Okay, oh. so at the at the um now 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 I'm so caught up in what I just did. That I, I don't remember what I was talking. you, John. Please stop me. <laughs> stop me. Somebody stop me. Um. <laughs> Before my thoughts wash ashore. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking the, about? The unexpected These parts. These parts are not cut up, John. We the, need to the, remember. The unexpected parts of the lore you said were things that were more Oh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, the actually, things. well, no. I mean, what I'm saying is not even unexpected. It was it was that. I mean, the only thing I expected was like the Vanessa thing, which I don't think is part of the actual lore. Uh, I, 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 I doubt. Because it, 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 to my recollection, it's uh, Afton has two kids. Mm. And Mike... And his brother. Yeah. And then brother's the one who dies in 83. Yeah, and, like, plays this trick on him. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets mangled up by Freddy. Yeah, yeah. So they really, obviously, change that. Right. Gotta make him sympathetic. And then, um, and then yeah, them killing uh, Afton. And then there's, there's a whole thing with, like, Afton, William, and I think the other guy's, like, it's not Hank. I think it's, like, Hank or Henry. Some the other Something guy who that, par- yeah, partnered up with. His partner. Yeah, and then they had, like, and a puppet. And then goes there's off a whole, makes his animatronics, a whole, his robotics so company and all that my, stuff. My, my point being is that most of the lore that, like, for someone like me who doesn't, who would be, like, don't ask me. I'm, yeah, I'm, somebody. I'm, I'm still, like, no, I actually kind of was aware of most of what they explored here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if you have a friend, like, I've, I've got a couple friends who are very dedicated yeah. and, and, and immersed in Five Nights. And through them, over the years, I have been exposed to a lot of this stuff. And and so it was enough for, for me to at least grip most of what was happening. Yeah, so none of, of it was, like, unexpected lore or surprising or something I haven't heard before already. So my, my point with that is, like, in a, in a way, it could... It could have also played to my not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tout myself as like one of those. I'm not I'm by no means a super fan or or some big fan of, of like Five Nights at Freddy's to the point where it's going to naturally play on some type of reverency or nostalgia for Five Nights at Freddy's to the way how I'm hearing it's placating to people out in the in the cinemas yeah. when they're watching it and they're like freaking out about references and things tied in and oh my god they brought they translated it from animation game to big screen yeah. you know. Uh, uh, I'm th- I'm thinking just in terms of like an actual movie that they that they made, mm. you know. And I think for as a movie that they made, I thought the trailers were way more exciting. And and when I talk about the placement of stuff, I have no issue with anything that they actually threw into the film. Uh, I, I I'm saying like I think what would have been more effective was just a rearranging of a puzzle. Like mm. like honestly, the first act. Before he gets the job and everything, leading into when he gets the job, it's like, it's fine. don't change a thing. Yeah. Like, that's all great. 
Like that that's all really great. That solid, was yeah. that was when I was like, when I don't you're understand. Just what, setting up Mike, it's 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 solid. Setting up Mike, I like what they changed with Mike's backstory. I think that you gotta get a protagonist who you could care about. Um, like and then they what they did that I thought was great and it was the oddity that I really loved was when Abby is bonding with the animatronics mm-hmm. and is really getting along with them and it's like kind of whimsical and a little yeah, peculiar it's a, little, and, a, a little bit of a fantasy and, now and yeah. it's and it's like it is an unexpected bonding and this is not at all what you what you sort of think of when you think of five nights at freddy's yeah and i thought that is where i would have kind of placed that earlier i'm talking about just a rearranging of scenes mm. you place that element into the movie earlier and then it's like maybe there is something kind of cool here, and then they're and then him and then they're actually bonding with each other because there's this whole thing about custody battle and and where should they go and like no I could be a dad look she even likes my job, and then the break in happens yes break in happens and, and she's and there you know or something like that I don't know who or or well they no break I'm, in saying, when I'm saying both I, away, but, no no but yeah. I'm not saying like I'm I'm literally not saying change anything other than the placement of it they yeah, break no. in they break in. And then when they break in, that's when you see that's them do something see the horrific. Side. Yeah, yeah, that's when you see them do something yeah. horrible, yeah. and you start to wonder about it. And then you could have your dreams stuff like slowly being in, in, interlaced, and then the kids come in later. And this movie had this weird thing where they were like leaning so heavily into the supernatural ghost elements first and foremost at the forefront, and they did no real like mystery shrouding. With the animatronics, like it seemed, it got to the point where they just sort of dropped that kind of early on. Yeah, they just put them like front and center. So some of the placement, I thought, just you would have achieved, I think, a lot more of the tonally effective stuff that I was, that I personally, subjectively, was craving. Sure. Um, if they just rearranged some stuff, it's kind of like. If 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 when you're talking about Mithrigan for right, Jeez. I don't know why that's the one that just keeps coming to mind because I think that having that scene with Abby bonding with him made me go, well, that's what Mithrigan did right was making you have the wonder with it and the bond. But imagine if Mithrigan was just like, she's evil right away, and then, well, yeah. and then they try doing that, then you'd be like, this is stupid, and <laughs> and, and and I think yeah. here. And then, yeah, because there was, like, responses that just felt like not real human responses to things that I thought were a little no strange. No one seemed that rattled by the fact that there are a bunch of, yeah, living animatronics just kicking it and doing whimsical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the guy gives them the ride still. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, you could pass that off as, like, maybe he thinks it's a costume, but it's just so strange that you're like, we should have some other greater acknowledgement yes. of this. Yeah. Because even the scenes themselves, I don't think are, ne- like, like when I'm looking at, okay, what do we need in this scene? If, if, if I'm, like, looking at an index card of, like, what do we need in this scene? I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. So maybe some dialogue changes, sure. Um, like I think the dialogue definitely could have used a punch up for some rework. Sure. A little more flavor. And I'm trying to say that like the actual integrity and the castle on which they are built, the house on which they are building this is actually all fine. It's they really have everything they need. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I say, and, and sometimes it's just a, a, a phrase when I'm saying, like, no, actually it's literally just, I think this would have been way more effective if you just rearranged 
the way you unveil your story. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because then you might be able to, A, just wring some different tones and more disconcerting energy out of all this stuff. And you could also maybe generate some suspense and some actual payoffs. Because the other thing is the the way the events are presented in this order, it does kind of, I think you said at one point, it seems like this movie feels like it's trying to sell you a mystery, but like the way it's actually presenting the information, isn't that mysterious and doesn't really lead you to having too many burning questions you can't already assume the answers to even i think if you don't know the story i mean they really establish the whole dreams thing and you know the the five kids from early on and they each have little totems that you can pick up on as to you know their counterparts as the animatronics and stuff and and i think actually megan is not that bad of a touchstone because <laughs> if you look at what that movie is it's a you know younger person thrust in the position of being a single parent to a kid that they're emotionally distant from and now we have animatronics filling the gap there but oh no something is wrong with that uh, and with that one, you just have, you know, an AI, whereas this you actually have ghosty shit. So, like, it it does feel like this is perfectly within Blumhouse's wheelhouse. And it does feel like the kind of drama they tend to present. It is, like, accessible. It's not crazy specific or unique. But I think through the acting... But it's not scary. It's not. And it's not suspenseful, really. And it's... It's eerie in no real moments. But, yes, and, and it's, the not, it's not atmospheric or any. There's nothing really about like. Here's the thing: is what I'm saying is nothing about this really made me go. How would I put it? Sometimes you watch a thing where like the fan base loves it because the fan base loves it prior, sure. and then they're gonna watch this and then they're gonna eat it up because finally it's being brought to life. Yeah. This did not really do something for me that made me want to go and explore the the lore even more. Yeah. I did not mean to do a triple run. It's bars day. But do you know? But do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This this doesn't yeah present you with some kind of deeper well of mystery. You feel like you just scratched the surface of this. Presents yeah. you with something that in its again current form and iteration seems pretty easy to kind of solve and figure out, and nothing really. It, it, it's weird. There is like a flatness about it. And it's like, I thought it was pretty slick. I liked most all of like the shot composition and even the, the editing and stuff I thought was generally yeah. fine. And the performances are pretty good. I think Josh Hutcherson is uh, other than a couple of weird direction choices with how to re re react to a couple of things uh, in, in certain moments. I think for the most part, he gives a really great performance. I think he's a great, a great, actor in this and i think matthew lillard is is also oh, so much fun. i think he's excellent yeah I, yeah i think the performances are really solid of them too yeah and it's it's i guess that's the the most damning thing about this movie is there are so many good pieces and everything here even the stuff that is kind of boilerplate or familiar the stuff that is less about the specifics of the game lore and more about like eh, it's a movie so we gotta you know give you these emotional eye lines and stuff like I, there's something in that where, yeah, it never really rises to anything and everything, yeah, just kind of starts to feel like it's on one plateau the entire time. So it's kind yeah. of, it's like a pleasant experience and it's occasionally strange, but it's, yeah, I, I don't know. There's no pulse to it. Yeah. And it's, it lacks life. 
And I can't find what the origin of that is because I I guess you'd go the direction. And I thought like in isolation, there were a lot of fine directing choice. Like, I don't know what else this director has done. And part of me was wondering like, oh, yeah, is this the kind of person who who has directed more? I don't know, thoughtful horror or or just independent dramas or something. Because, yeah, at one point, again, you you seem you pointed out the uh, vibe that like, oh, these parts in the forest where we're dealing with the actual familial trauma is seemingly what the movie is most interested in and is most invigorated by when it's presenting, you know, its energy and execution. Um, I, it's 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 a strange one to look at because there are so many things that are like pretty good to find about it. And yet it, it just it doesn't like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it packs a really does, light punch. Nor does it build up. And it's like I don't think because <laughs> we were like it was predictable, and the plot, the plot turns, and the and the mystery unveilings were really predictable and obvious, and uh, yet other than the Vanessa thing, uh, sure, just because I didn't know what the fuck they were doing with her performance, yeah. I like yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah. like that was such an she's odd, involved somehow. It was so oddly done the way uh, you know, yeah. uh, and and it was it was more like just tell me what's going on, more than. What is happening with her? Like, who is she? I, it got it just reached the point where, like, just you're 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 actually frustrating. So just tell me. Like, that's that was the effect that I had with her. Um, yeah, because I hate women. Yes, uh, especially <laughs> women in positions of power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and two, I guess there's the other thing that I guess should be addressed because I don't know how. M- I'm sure. Really quick, I think we should interlace it with something more positive. So we somewhat balance it. Sure, sure. Even though we're not going to do ourselves any favors with it. You know. It just sounds like we're mocking it with the way I'm introducing it. <laughs> well, I mean, it the, is. Just, the animatronics, I think, The animatronics are lovely. I think they really brought it to life. I think aesthetically, they really brought they really brought Freddy's to life. Aesthetically, they, they, didn't, they nailed it. They did. Mood-wise, not really, but... Well, and there is a thing. I again, I didn't hate this movie. I'm not trying to bash on it. Like, I don't I, hate I it. I enjoyed no watching it. It's yeah, it's like a very tepid, positive response for me. But I will say, like having, I was playing the game again last night. Uh, uh, no worry. Yeah, yeah. I got the five pack for for uh, Switch, so I was just like, kind of, you know, just oh, get, do you? yeah, oh, cool. So just getting in the mood, and I think as good as the animatronics look, and as faithfully as they are rendered here. They are scarier looking in the digital realm, whereas here they actually kind of have the opposite effect where I'm like, well, they're kind of endearing. They're kind of cute. <laughs> that's why the placement and, and yes, of the if you scenes, put that stuff earlier, that could work. Then it works. And they like, draw you in. Yeah. yeah. And then you get it. And you yeah. get Abby's perspective. Yeah. And, yeah. And then Mike actually can see a good, and like learning about, oh, Mike, yeah. I wanted a little bit more. I think they could have done a little bit more for their relationship as characters. Definitely. That's I something mean, I wanted to change in the writing, too. Because, yeah. yeah, like most of what you get with Josh Hutcherson is this one core memory, this one trauma. And, yes, I only, I'm so wrapped up in, yeah. in, in my lost younger brother that I feel responsible for that I'm completely neglecting my actual present sister. Like, you know, you could, you could have played more with that, but with the drama there. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I guess what I wonder, cause early on I was thinking to myself, okay, we've seen 
especially Willy's Wonderland. I haven't seen Banana Splits, but there are other movies that do this, and I know Willy's Wonderland had to have had them kind of up in arms in the office, I would imagine, going like, well, how do we make it different from this? And early on, I was thinking like, okay, cool. You take it, yeah, really lean into the supernatural, make it more like a Blumhouse ghosts type of movie in some respect, and there you, ha- you have an opportunity to not have to do the high-octane action disturbing. But, like, that movie, for its rough edges and B-movie qualities, does have an intensity and does have, like, a bigger scare factor coming off of the animatronics. And it's funny because I don't think that these two couldn't coexist. And I think it really... I think I think you've ultimately kind of uncovered the the main thesis of what's not working here. And I wonder why they positioned the events that they, the way that they did. Cause even in times when I was flashing back to Willie's watching this, they would take it in a different direction where it's like, Oh yeah, the animatronics are just coming out. Cool subversion. We're just seeing them. We're putting them on screen. We're not doing the, the requisite suspense buildup that we all would be sitting there going, we know these are evil and blah, blah. But there's also kind of, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot underneath the subversions no. that they put here. There's, no, there's nothing. They're yeah. just kind of in the immediate moment sort of disconcerting, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, well, this is odd. <laughs> I, did, I, I, just, I, I guess I didn't feel an, an enthusiasm behind the camera for this one. I really didn't. I felt like it felt kind of like when Marvel hires an independent director to yeah. do one of their movies, and this was sort of the imp- and like and that's not what I associate Blumhouse with. No. I feel like Blumhouse, sometimes their failures come in the form of, they didn't do anything to rein this person in, <laughs> you know? Like, that, or, or yeah. I mean, you'll get your ones that are at least purportedly, like, super boilerplate, like, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. Trooper, no. Truth or Dare but, but, or Fantasy Island. But, but this this doesn't, I, I didn't get the impression, um, damn, that is, uh, oh, a woman directed this movie. Cool. Yeah. No wonder we... We're not we, feeling strong it's about it. For it's us. our sexism, John. That's right. Our sexism for this movie is still starring a dude. Is it a person of color so we could come across racist on top of that, too? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, it doesn't look that way. Unless she's white passing. Who knows? Oh, thank God. Okay, we're just... So she did a Blumhouse into the... T- not racist. <laughs> thank God. If you got to be one, you know, it's a lot more understandable. Yeah, on uh, the internet. <laughs> she did an On the episode internet, of you can be sexist, but you've been racist, and it's hard to get away with that. Sexism is a cornerstone of the internet community. Okay. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Men invented the internet <laughs> of all races, but they I were think men. women sometimes try to <laughs> do revisionist history here, but uh, sure. no, men invented it. So okay, she's done a, a, a Blumhouse into the dark special, and then some other things that I'm not as familiar with. I'm gonna guess like this. Looks like, you know, uh, it, it looks like she's got at least a bit more uh, docu and dramatic background. Some horror as well. It's not the first horror thing she's done, but I feel like this may, I, I don't know. I thought there was a confidence behind no, the camera. Did a movie about the Dust Bowl? I guess so. A yeah, plainswoman that. faces the harshness and isolation of the untamed land in Western. Oh, it's cool. Blade. I've always wanted to see like a horror movie in the, turn the Dust Bowl. Well, dude, watch The Wind. I mean, it might be. <laughs> I, I would be curious to see this director's other movies because when I saw her name pop up at the front, I was like, oh, I don't know this person, but this seems like a neat choice. And this is one of those things where we live in a time where there are more women getting directing gigs, but they, I think, often are for like women's Dude, pictures. We got to name some women directors we like. 
to balance the scales. Okay. Jennifer um, Kent is amazing. Jennifer Kent. The uh, Invitation is one of my all-time favorite psychological horror movies, uh, which is uh, not I mean, Jennifer Kent. You that can't. is not, you know, it's not Karen Kusama. <laughs> What's the Invitation? Yeah. It's Karen Kusama, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Who's the one who's made Seven Samurai and all the great films? Toshiro Mifune. Or no, uh, Kiros- uh, Kira Kurosawa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite woman director, yeah. Kira Kurosawa. Uh, okay, uh, so it was Karen Kusama. Yeah. Emerald so, Fennell. There you go. Or, uh, or uh, Catherine, I mean, Catherine Bigelow is a titan. Oh my God, so we're not sexist, thank oh God. Nia DaCosta loved her remake yeah. of Candyman. Sure, looking forward to the Marvels as well. Uh, you know, like this is American Psycho was directed by Mary Heron. Yeah, mm-hmm. good call. Ooh, uh, T- Tamara Davis. All right, good. We're not sexist. Yeah. We've proven our point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would be interested to, to see. Like, I want to know what led to this person directing this movie. Not in any way that I think it was a bad choice, because I feel like so much of what was happening in the construction of the movie and behind the camera was assured and had s- some flair and some, you know, uh, oomph. Um, and yet just the this presentation of the story, like, I don't know, this is such a huge property with merchandising and, you know, g- game legacy, and it, it's taken on this whole huge life. And part of me is like, I could see this very much being a movie that the producers are, like, very involved with and modulating and tweaking along the way. Uh, I could see how this might not be in voice, you know, a good calling card for a director versus just in construction or something like that. Yeah. So um, I'm watching, we're watching the wind trailer right now without any audio on. <laughs> and this to me does seem like more of like, this looks like a distinct vision, calculated perspective. This is just from the trailer I'm getting. And definitely more the person who would make the dream sequences. <laughs> it, it, it would be the person you get to do your your animatronic movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to be that guy. I like I like Blumhouse. Fans of the Duke and the Witch are likely to fall like that. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't help but think that if this had been A 24s Five Nights at Freddy's, this would be this director's movie. Yeah, and I feel like this director was a solid, a quality choice for a movie like this. Perhaps are you and still bitter towards Blumhouse? No, I like Blumhouse. Like I feel like in John general, used to I've work been at Blumhouse. A, well, yeah, and I mean, we we won't get into why I don't anymore. <laughs> but but no, I've been a Blumhouse fan for a long time. I like a lot of their stuff. I often gravitate toward. I know they have their fair share of misses, but generally I see I Blumhouse and I'm Blum- like, yeah. yeah, let's do this. Like I anticipate a Blumhouse. I think they maybe get a not a hundred percent as much as an A24, but but I I like them both. You know. I they get a lot of flack for some reason. They've produced as like a lot of hits for the amount of flack they yeah. get. Yeah, people go like, "Well, as a flicker Blumhouse I, thing." I, I I'm like, well, that often can be good, you know. I think I too. I tend to. I've been interrupting you an awful lot today. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. I, I tend to get a lot of flack. Uh, I, I tend to like a, a lot of their films that even get a lot of flack. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, because I think there is. You know what I mean, John? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's my opinion? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that I, I would agree because, like, there are yeah, some are more inspired than others, but a fair amount of the of the more like mid tier Blumhouse joints are ones where I'm like, yeah, this could be more unique, but for what it is, it's perfectly serviceable. And when they are going for that mid range 
of the audience sort of blockbuster thing with some of their horror movies, I'm here for it. You know, I'm often here for it, and I'm absolutely willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. And this this marriage seemed like one that makes a lot of sense pop culturally and where Blumhouse is aimed in terms of their overall demographic. You know, I think they skew younger um, than maybe like an A24 does. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, this this felt like it maybe got lost in a no man's land of like, what audience are we supposed to be for? Because some people really want this to be an R-rated movie, and it could easily be that. And some of that stuff with the, you know, the mask and the whirring gears is like a Saw movie or something. And yet I feel like they made a horror movie kind of for almost nobody except for, like, the youngest people who like this game. I don't think you needed the... I, I None none of it being R-rated has... Uh, like, I, I have... I don't really care. Yeah. I have no issue with that at all, honestly. Like, I think... I think... Just the context alone is you could do in a PG-13 movie. It is unsettling and creepy. You're murdering children, transferring their souls and controlling them after their death. Like that that alone uh, with the imagination and the context is R-rated enough in its vibe. Yeah. You know? The same way the games are rated teen, but they have a very mature level twisted lore. Yeah, and that's all you need. So, like, even, like, the way they had that one person who was like, let me look inside this Freddy mouth. Uh, That, that, like, the way that death went down, and then, and if the movie leaned a little bit more into, like, the way how the games would do a bit of the POV of of mystery and a little bit of shrouded or obscurity or frick like yeah, turning that, the lights off frequently yeah <laughs> like if they if they lean a little bit more into that when it comes to the violence then you can even get away with stuff that might seem more violent than it actually is so there i i had no qualms at all with it being pg-13 yeah. and even experiencing this i was like nah there's nothing really here to happen i was like this should have been r-rated um and we already have that movie, you know. Well, the, I mean, the thing about Five Nights at Freddy's, or like when people compare to Willy's Wonderland, is that Five Nights at Freddy's it, it is exceptionally really into the like when you really dive into it, it's so much about its history and the ghosts and all, and, and and like the transference of souls and and all that stuff. Whereas Willy's Wonderland is a little bit more direct about like what it's advertised as. And here, I th- I think this movie. Um, kind of seemed a little disinterested in some of the actual for initial appeal and then went full supernatural ghost movie and and then would like remind you about animatronic stuff to the point where it becomes a bit confusing when I'm you're like, like is this place w- evil or is this not quite evil <laughs> it was it especially became confusing and that's what i mean like it needed some wonder um it did it, it it lacked wonder and and i think when it got confusing when it was like they spend so much time with the ghosts of the kids that I think they should have dialed some of that back. It, it, I'm not talking about the dreams. Like if you kept them just like that in the dream world, mm-hmm. totally cool. But I'm talking about in the actual physical world when you would see them as ghosts. Yeah, make it less clear that that's exactly what is going. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. And and to the point where I was like, why do they just like act like typical animatronics at times? Yeah, if they're living in these things and and they can kind of do as they please, kind of always. Yeah, I get it when there's somebody inside or whatever and they're doing their thing, but like the rest of the time, I feel like things could be very different for them. And what are they, what are they doing? You know, in these long stretches where like nobody's there, you know. Yeah, and if they can go into these dream worlds and stuff, why don't they just hang out there all the time? 
Because well, why the fuck would you want to hang out in this goddamn boring ass pizzeria, this animatronic body? And I think they could have. I think they they needed something bold for this, and I feel like they. I expected something out of the whole dream thing beyond that. I mean, I like the concept of like, oh yeah, your body remembers everything you've ever experienced, and so somewhere buried in there is the memory that you're looking for. However, I feel like you could have. And he's taking the medicine and he's sleep deprived already. Like you could have done some reality warping yeah. or something like that to really disconcert us and to throw us off and to and to yeah, get us questioning like, okay, am I just conflating these kids with these animatronics or something because, you know, the power of suggestion and your brain's crashing things together. Like there there's so many opportunities for disconcertion and confusion that they didn't really seem interested in taking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, movies a bit repetitive with the dream stuff. Like, like the dream stuff was like, I get the whole point is he's repeating this. But I, I and you really get your knights built in. Right? But uh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, those game fans. Does just get to a point where it feels repetitive. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, and, and yeah, you just need some other element of flavor. Like if we did it like three times, and then you get a little further into the memory each time, and then suddenly the kids show up. That's what I mean. Instead of introducing that so early, well, and then the kids show up, you're like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, because it's interesting at first when you're seeing the dream and it's different a little bit each time but then once he starts meeting the kids that kind of goes away and, and then, then he adjusts to it in a such a everyone casual manner so that's casually. what i meant by the ghost thing if he's just like you're the kids who died right Ghost. i don't know how's this happening but uh, i have a little goal here like that it's, would make me he should have had like a moment of like wait who the hell are you guys? <laughs> yeah. I would doubt my sanity if yeah. I was in this character's position with the obsession that I have and then seeing these kids and then being like, wait a minute, animatronics and waking, I'm taking these drugs. Like, part of me it was thinking, like, okay, like, maybe someone's going to be like, oh, it's these drugs, man. You're seeing things. Oh, no, wait, it's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or if he was wondering, is this one of the things I didn't remember? Are these kids Am being I here? involved with this? Yeah, yeah. instead he kind of just takes his face value. It's like, who are you entering my shit? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, that was, that, that's, there were, that's what I mean. Just like, it feels like they wanted to reduce peril. And uh, yes, that that is the problem with it. It's like they, they got the information across. And like I said, I'm talking about like little tweaks. I'm not saying big, big, like these little things make major differences. Yes. But I'm not saying do a major difference on any of this stuff. I'm like, you know, just add a, add a tap bit more emphasis here, a little bit more reaction here, change the placement up, and you got the pretty much this just a re-edited movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and people get finicky about kids in peril, but I feel like this actress seemed certainly capable enough. I think you could have, again, for She's who... Good. Yeah, this is a PG third is a solid PG thirteen movie. I think you could have presented her more situations of peril or something, especially when things start to turn sour. Because some it, stakes to the deaths. Yeah, because it <laughs> even when they're killing, you just know that the four of the the guys who break in, you know, the other family members who are trying to, you know, uh, mess with him and and you know get him fired. You know what's going to happen to right. them, and the movie seems to know that you know that, and and yeah, there's. There's no real sense of danger, despite how twisted and grim all of this is. It's it's weird. It's like somebody telling you a really harsh story, but with like not a lot of vocal intonation. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's rate it, John. Let's rate it and call it a day. I rated a six point seven. Fair enough. Damn, that's high. Uh, I would give it like a six. 
Um, I think that uh, I like the production design a lot. I think one thing I wasn't expecting was to be like, didn't expect to like Josh Hutcherson's character yeah. as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- and it's really elevated by his performance. Matthew Lillard, I wish he was in here more. Really enjoyed him a he lot. He was great. Uh, I, I think while the animatronics could have been captured with a little bit more mood and a little bit better buildup, I love how they brought them to life. Yeah. Um, there was some great sound design in here. And all in all, you know, like, I think the movie could have felt exceptionally more convoluted mm-hmm. than it actually is. You know, like, that—that that is one aspect to this that I think it could have been so bogged down with just nonstop exposition. Mm-hmm. And they managed to not get overly carried away i would say yeah with it you know i was like people the people have made the 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 history and the backstory and while i know they changed some stuff sound like a, a an intimidating prospect to land into like oh you're you're opening up like a, a whole you're gonna have to at least watch like a three-hour video to get part one to understand uh. the five nights of freddy and, and then so I thought this might be a, a situation like that when I was hearing some stuff. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. Like, I, I think they managed to make it digestible. And so yeah. I, I, there's, there's lots to appreciate, but at the same time, I do think that there's a, a lack of mood, a lack of atmosphere, a lack of tension. It's not scary. I don't. Uh, it's not. It's uh, like a weird it's Twilight not, Zone it, episode. It's not fun and fun. It's like intermittently fun. Like there's a moment that can be fun. And I mean, like a moment, <laughs> not even really a whole scene. Yeah, uh, it, it's it, there was nothing un, un, unnerving about it. Like I don't really know what genre this is. It's it's either. kind of a. It, 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 nor does it feel like a, a an interesting splice of genres to me. No. There's a lot of things about it that I I don't real. I, I didn't. I, I found myself becoming more disinterested as it went along and then they'd be like oh it's a little thing happened here that was interesting and then I, it would go right back to well they two steps forward like i would say it would be like one step forward two steps back is yeah. how, the, how the experience kept going for me yeah and so yeah at the end of the day i w- i have to be honest with myself and be like i know that there's a lot of massive fans when it comes to this but i i would Give it like just a six out of ten. Well, yeah, and a lot of that six is mainly for like the effort. <laughs> for everything that that they get right, barring the actual like emotional experience of watching it, because because yeah, like in closing, I guess like if it's absolutely fair to c- compare these to the games, and I think the games, what is charming about them is you have this crazy ass lore. But the immediate moment of playing it is all just about the suspense and the, the you know, kind of butterfly tension of like, oh, God, who's lurking and when are they going to pop out of me? There's not even jump scares really in this movie. And and looking at this, this has three story by credits and three writer credits. One of each is Scott Cawthon and the director also has a writing credit. I, I almost feel like this got sanded down in drafts and, and became what it is. So, so yeah, not a great adaptation of five nights at Freddy's, but like also not terrible. Just, just yeah. fine. I'm almost, I'm tempted to give it a, a, a flat 50%, like a, like a five I'm, out of 10. I'm more there, but I'm more there for effort because I can understand like the, the, the part of it is that like putting a, you should, I think at the end of the day you should just judge a movie based off whatever the final product is. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I'm gonna judge it based off the treatment. I do have. I do have. <laughs> no, I'm saying that like, yeah, th- having some understanding of the lore and then seeing some things they had to change and then having to adapt something like this is no easy, no easy. That's a that's a difficult obstacle for something like this. It really is. And I could see it's easier for us to be in this position and look at what we're what we just watched and here's what we would have changed. But maybe some of those changes were happening as they were making it when they were realizing, well, this isn't working. This isn't working. So, mm-hmm. so maybe this was the, indeed the best thing they could do at the time because you, you have to deal with a scheduling. You got to deal with production. You got to deal with a whole bunch. Like, yeah. There's a whole lot of things that I can imagine were working against it that maybe this was the best they, they thought they could do as they were trying to change it to thinking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but no, I mean overall, as a, as a final product, like literally the six is for effort. But if it, on on just an emotional thing, I I have no real strong emotions about what this movie did for me. So I I am yeah. emotionally like a five. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just yeah. like lukewarm, tepid. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I feel a, like- it, I'm actually I I would say I'm disappointed by that. Like I have no dis I have no real strong feeling, and this is. This is something that where you your main job was just to make something fun and exciting. Yeah, that's your feel main like job. This is the kind of movie where you can, if you get a couple things right, you can skate by a lot of other things. And this is the weird experience where it gets like a lot of things technically well crafted, and yet misses the what like even one greater element of whatever suspense, fun, etc. Could have made this you know the fun you wanted it to be yeah whereas here yeah you're left with like god there's so much good work and this all could have worked really well however (laughs) you know yeah 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 at the end of the day uh a little disappointed with it uh at the same time i'm like (laughs) my mind's also going it could have been a lot worse horrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's weird and it doesn't yeah it's it's such a funky movie because it doesn't feel I don't even feel like angry about this. No, it, I'm it, just kind of like, ah, this, this could have been more. I, 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 I am so it's it, very it, resolute. It, it has left me in a <laughs> resigned, apathetic mood of just like, whatever. I don't really give a shit. That's where that's where I'm at. Okay, what's next? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't. know. This doesn't leave you with much to chew on. I don't think I'll be ruminating on no. this. No, and somehow we talked for like 45 minutes. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it takes, it's this kind of movie where you're like. What is it? Yeah. What is it about this that doesn't Somehow work? Somehow we live landed into the longest discussion we've had in a very long time. Yes. And there's only two of us. So it's okay. This is an important it's, cultural it's, moment. It's, it is fast. We'll, we'll have a tight 10 when we watch The Exorcist to Believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, what did you think about this movie? Uh, did you love it as a film? Uh, what did it do for you? Uh, leave your thoughts down below. And, uh, hey, we'll talk with you all soon. Thanks for being here. All right, John, what's the theme? All right, we're going to shout out all of our super sexy $10 patrons with a Halloween party theme. And uh, we've entered everyone into ChatGPT so it knows all your identities. Now it's going to come up with costumes for each of you based on your name. They'll either be something funny, scary, or uh, there'll be movie related, something like that. So, uh, so here we go. I told ChatGPT to keep it snappy. Let's do this. Let's, we're gonna react to it in real time. We're gonna react to it. All right. Here's a fun Halloween party shout out for your super sexy rejects. This ChatGPT. 
All right, we got Namari coming into the party. Namari the Nightwalker from a lost episode of The Twilight Zone. You get to look that up for yourself. The CV Gun 123. He's the possessed VHS tape from The Ring. <laughs> Why not sure that's actually pretty invented. It's pretty fun. <laughs> we found what ChatGPT is good at. <laughs> Rewind at your own risk. <laughs> Mike Joyce, Mike the Killer Jukebox Joyce. Every song he plays foretells a horror tale. That's great. That's awesome. That's really great. Okay. Sferchi? Sferchi? Sferchi's scissor hands. The lesser known, even more eccentric cousin of Edward. Not bad. You not know, bad. that would be charming. That would be funny. Ryan Smith as Ryan the Reanimated, straight out of Frankenstein's lab. Oh, cool. Count Adrian Timms. Count Adrian from Hotel Transylvania. A bit more fashionable, though. Perfect. Real <laughs> Nagas as a snake charmer who accidentally summoned the serpent from the Black Lagoon. Wow, there's like backstories to these guys. This is so great. Heather Gear, Heather Headless Horsewoman. That is inventive. <laughs> yes. Haunting the streets of Sleepy Hollow. Dude, the alliteration today. Ian si that's a great this one. Is, this is, hey, I got it. If any man, of you dresses they're these. They're selling me all of its capabilities. <laughs> Said pictures. For a good suggestion Absolutely. on Halloween costumes. I'm going to ask what I should be this yeah, year because I always have trouble deciding ian simon ian invisible the man you feel but never see how do you do that that's a pickup line right how there. do you beat the invisible all right yeah. songhai glover the songhai siren her songs little zombies instead of sailors Ooh, i like there, that there's just stories to these guys actually you do an invisible you, you get a shirt with the collar up above your head and then you just get a wire and put some glasses i've seen people do it that's clever. pretty good pretty clever and you wear gloves uh, hey, we got Kayla King, Kayla the King, as Kayla the Pharaoh's curse, disturb her tomb and face her wrath. Sexy. Yeah, that's good. And you can, depending on your race, you know, appropriate some cultures there. Alan Ling and as Alan the alien from the movie They Live Among Us. Ooh. All right, it's just All a right. movie character. I, I should watch that movie. I, I like how this decides between, like, you are just a movie character because of your name or we're going to give you a whole backstory because there's not a movie character. <laughs> yeah, this is just who I think you are, so <laughs> I'll make up a character based off of that. Uh, hey, Kira, dressed as Kira the Killer Clown, Pennywise's competition. Mm, clever. Dude, because there's got to be someone dressed as Pennywise at the party, so you can challenge them. Eric Cons 39 Eric the extraterrestrial. He's not from around here. Beautiful. He's got a catchphrase. Let's let this be the last one. Nick X. Nick X the Exorcist. Oh! Got demons? Call Nick. <laughs> that is so smart. That's magical. All right, put it away. We'll all do right, the rest on right, another right. video. We, 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 I don't we want to like reacting to these in real time. Yeah. Move the okay. window, okay. John. Sorry, Jesus, sorry, right sorry. in front of you. <laughs> might be, might be, might be. Guys, thank you for coming to our Halloween party. If any of you dress up like this, seriously, take some pics and uh, we'll, we'll share them somewhere. And uh, we love you. Be well. Love you guys. Thank you.